With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we are back. Welcome back to Tales from 2 a.m. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. It is great to have you all with us. Um, Lots of people in the live chat. when this is recorded, this is recorded on a Sunday morning, so I appreciate uh, you talking to me before you go to church online or whatever you do, wh- however you celebrate uh, your faith. And we're talking about celebrating football faith right now and how it's okay to celebrate other teams. I'm going to bring this up. My good friend, um, what's goody? Big Marv. My wife is a Cowboys fan. She wants to go to a home game in Texas. Okay, said we can go. Then she turned around and told me that you can't wear your Steelers jersey. I said, wow. That's the cool thing about Steelers travel pretty well. Um, Like I said, they don't travel well, but they show up in other team stadiums because they're there. I, I think you might be okay, Big Marv, but it's really cool that you could celebrate the fact that your wife loves the Cowboys and you can be a Steeler fan. I could be married to a Ravens fan. I would have no problem as long as it's a respect thing for what the other team enjoys. Um, so, you know, you know, that's that's what I think there. But it's all about being cool in another stadium if you're going in there. So I was telling you that I walked into M&T Bank Stadium and my buddy Scott gave me tickets. We walked pretty, I, we were pretty high up there. And I sat in, down next to this woman wearing Baltimore camouflage, you know, the, the old camos and a big purple jersey. And she said, I sat down next to her. I have a terrible towel. I'm wearing it. I'm Steelers head to toe. And she looks at me turns to me like this and she's like mm-hmm and I said hi I'm Brian she said yeah I I said I said hey look I'm gonna make a promise with you to you by halftime I'm gonna be your favorite Steeler fan that you've ever met and she looked at me and she goes really and I'm like yeah I said really I said because we're all here for the same reason we love our team she's like all right um, halfway through the second quarter, she looked at me and said, all right, you're right. You are my favorite Steeler fan that I've ever met. Great. I said, thank you. I knew I would be. And I said it cockily. I said, yeah, I, I know. Because I was going to respect the fact that she's there to enjoy the game. And I'm not going to ruin it for her who she bought a ticket. And I don't expect her to ruin it for me because we're the only thing that ruined it for me is the Steelers were awful that day. And that's it. 
Um, I didn't enjoy the walk home, but for the most part, it was not a bad fan experience. I have sat next to Steeler fans in Pittsburgh. And I've sat next to opposing fans in Pittsburgh. And I take the time to seek out the other fans, shake their hand and say, hey, good luck today. Have fun. And they're shocked when I say that because they have a hard time by some people jeering them. Walking into the stadium in 2008 with my nephew, Johnny. Now, Johnny's a Giants fan. And I said, hey, I'll take you to the Giants game. And that was the uh, infamous James Harrison having a play for Greg Warren at a long snapper <laughs> game. And that that turned out ugly. But so we're walking in the stadium. And this is a guy that my nephew, Johnny, I was actually, I, now when I say nephew, my, my wife and Johnny are uh, probably a year apart in age. So, you know, he's an adult going in big guy, goatee. He's, you know, truck driver, not, not afraid to uh, uh, just a, a big, tough guy. And uh, if anybody, if anybody messes with him, he's going to fight. And I'm like, oh man, Johnny's not going to fight. She goes, no, nah, Johnny's not going to fight. He's going to be fine. So we're walking in and there's these fans tailgating um, in the parking lots uh, closer to uh, PNC park. And I knew it right away that this guy was going to be a problem because he's wearing a Steeler jersey. And it's a homemade, not a homemade Steeler, it's a custom Steeler jersey. Now, you could kind of tell what kind of person and what kind of fan a guy is that has, instead of his last name, unless his last name was Jagoff, but he put Jagoff on the back of his jersey. You know, of course, a common phrase in Pittsburgh. Put Jagoff on the back of his jersey, and I bet I'm going to pause here, and I'm going to give the live chat an opportunity to guess what number this Cretan put on his homemade jersey. First one to get it wins my admiration, but you know where I'm going here. You know the number that this guy that is dumb enough to put Jagoff on the back of his jersey. And if you are Jagoff, um, congratulations. Yep. <laughs> uh, Big Marv, you did not get it. It wasn't 84, but everyone else knows that the number 69 was on the back of this guy's jersey, in the front of this guy's jersey. So if you are Jagoff, hey, um, you, yelled, you yelled at my, uh, my nephew, and you yelled at me for bringing a Giants fan. And, and of course, I stopped. I'm not a fighter. You know that. I stopped. I turned around. I'm like, what did you say? And um, he called my nephew, who's like a pretty big guy, a Giants. It was a, it was the homosexual slur that starts with an F and ends with a T. He called him that. And I took more exception than Johnny did. And I turned around and I'm like, what? And Johnny's like, yeah, let's just come on. Let's keep going. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, nice shirt, buddy. Good advertising. I remember just yelling that to this guy. And uh, he was drinking his cheap beer and yelling at me. And it's like, come on, show some class. 
So you're always going to have the Jagoff 69s in the bunch. They're always going to be there. But we as Steeler fans, we can we can help overcome that. My favorite story. This is my absolute favorite story. And kind of stinks because it was just a bad situation as a Steeler fan. 2004 season, Ben Roethlisberger, rookie year, 15-1. and one, Awesome. Get to the AFC championship game. Get, get to the AFC divisional game. They weren't good. They, uh, they snuck through that game. But you get to the AFC championship game. You're playing the Patriots. You're all excited. This could be the year. You've got this rookie phenom. It falls apart. It, it did fall apart. And we all know that it fell apart. So with that, my buddy who was drunk, we got a hotel room that night and he was drunk and he's like, I'm leaving. Uh, I'm gone. And this was like with five minutes left. I'm like, well, look, I don't want to, I want to wait a while because I've been to playoff games where the Steelers lost and that concourse is not fun. It is horrible because people are yelling, they're screaming, they're like they they're cursing the coach. I mean, I've been there when when Cower lost AFC Championship games and they're cussing him and like I knew it and I knew they'd be cussing Tomlin. I just I just wanted to wait as long as I possibly could, and I found out that Joe Namath was going to be there presenting the trophy to the Patriots on the field. I'm like, you know. I'm going to stick around and watch it. I'm an NFL fan. I just want to see it. So basically I was waiting for it to clear out and I'm in section 225 and I decide I'm going to walk down and get closer. Cause like all the Patriots fans rush down to the lower bowl and they're there and they're cheering on their team. And you know what? I had no problem with them doing it. I had a problem with the Steeler fans that tried to get Patriot fans that weren't doing anything wrong kicked out by calling the usher to say that they said something. And we actually, a lot of Steeler fans stuck up for them there and said they didn't do anything. Don't touch these guys because they weren't doing anything wrong. They were just wearing, they, the wrong thing they were doing was wearing a different color jersey. That's it. So, you know, so I decided to go back right to the edge go down and see it and I'm not too far from it anyway. So I'm walking down and I'm wearing a Joey Porter Jersey and this Patriot fan, enthusiastic Patriot fan is running up and knocks right into me. And as soon as he did, he's like, Oh my gosh, so sorry. Sorry. I didn't see you. I looked at him, not a smile on my face. Put my hand out. I said, hey, have fun at the Super Bowl. Good luck to your team. And the guy looked at me. And obviously, he was from up north. Um, he obviously traveled for this in a Boston accent, which I'm not going to try the uh, the Boston accent because uh, um, you guys are going to make fun of me. Um, so, uh, yeah, I am. Hey, you walk me into my car. Okay, that's my car. No, I can't even do that. No, I'm not going to try. So anyways, he said, what are you doing? I said, what? I'm con- I'm congratulating you. Have fun at the Super Bowl. He said, you've got to be kidding me. Nobody. You're the nicest 
Steeler fan I've met in this entire stadium, this entire weekend. I said, I said, well, you know what? You root for your team. Just reason I root for mine. Have fun. He said, Hey, will you take a picture with me? I'm like, sure. I said, Hey, I'm just not going to smile. That's he goes, that's all right. So I'm posing with this guy, put my arm around him. I'm posing with this guy. We got our pictures and he said, Hey, thank you so much. And he laughed. And then I realized that they're handing the trophy to Brady and Belichick. I'm like, yeah, okay. I think it's time for me to slowly walk out of here. Cause I, I just don't want to watch this. When the Ravens won the Super Bowl after the 2013 season, when after the 12 season in 2013, when the Patriots win, I don't watch. I watch it when when it gets down to five seconds and when the confetti starts and they start celebrating, I gotta turn it off because I just don't wanna I just don't want to watch it. I watch the game. I just don't want to watch the celebration. Even now, when Patriots beat the Ravens in the AFC championship game couple times i had no trouble sticking around to watch that i had no problem watching the patriots beat the ravens but you know that's just that's just where i am and what i want to do but that that steeler story with the patriots fan you know that's really what's important to me it's really important to me that even though i'm sad that my team lost still have a wife and kids to go home to I've got a job. I'm blessed with with health. I have my family around me. Um, I've got a lot of things going for me. I'm n- I'm not going to go home. And uh, to quote Joe Paterno, what am I going to do? Go home and kick the dog? Um, you know. So, uh, gosh, that's a bad accent too. Um, but what I'm saying is, you know, there's still games that bug me. But at the end of the game day, it's a game. And I'm just going to come back next year and root again. Think about this. In 51. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Glorious seasons. 51 glorious seasons since the merger. They've been really good. Only six of those 45 have the Steelers taken home championships. And that's tied for the most. So um, we're not going to have those wins every year. We want those wins every year, and we're going to. But um, for me, I am not going to treat another human being in a poor way just because they're wearing a different jersey. Um, I've been to uh, I've been to a Jets game. 
I've been in California. I've been to games in California, and I I have a lot of fun with it. Um, but I am not going to be a wang in their stadium, and uh, I am just going to make sure that I'm looking over them when they're in my stadium. I remember back in t- 1997. That was a fun year, by the way. 97 was a fun year. And we are going to, uh, we're going to actually go back to this game in a few weeks, probably um, on the Steeler Retro Show. But it is, it was the, the Jaguars and, and, uh, and Steelers right before, of course, it was the Steelers. Why did I pause for that? Um, so what it was, it was like right before Halloween. And I remember because I missed most of the the uh, Jim Leland Marlins um, beating in Game Seven the Indians. I listened to it on the radio on my way home. Um, but anyways, so this game was like I guess it was like October twenty eighth, twenty ninth, something like that. And Steelers had Cordell and they had Bus and had a, a really good defense. They had to have a goal line stance in that game. Uh, Jerome had a costly fumble that that almost cost them the game, and they won in overtime, and it was awesome. But at halftime, the Jaguars were winning, and the ja- Jaguars were winning by a lot um, at one point, or enough that it was really scary. And there were these two shirtless Jaguars fans um, running around, acting like idiots in the um, in the restroom, and I, I remember saying to them like, "Dudes." have fun, but you're going to get beat up. <laughs> I said that to them and they're like, Jags! and I'm like, dudes. Uh, and I worried about those guys. I'm like, if they, if the Steelers lose this game, which it looks like they're going to, they didn't, that these guys might be dead in the morning. And I was really scared about that. And I remember saying something to them and they were just laughing and, and having fun with it. But you know, it, it was, it was, it was scary. Um, so this is what I want to do right now. I want to take the next five minutes. If you did throw up your uh, fan experiences, I'm not great in the live chat when I'm doing this show because you know bad's adult ADHD. So you know, throw it, throw them out there, and uh, let's throw that in the live chat as well. And while we're doing it, I'm going to bring up 4TL. Uh, bad man, let's celebrate that Brady and Belichick are divorced. So we got to worry about hard young Lamar and Andy and young Mahomes. We do have to worry about those guys, but I love what I'm seeing in training camp. And I think that's that's pretty exciting. Um, even though this is kind of a look back, Asiatic Noble, whatever, what does everyone think of uh, Curtis Riley? I think Curtis Riley could make that team. Um, um, as you say um, later, for a little depth, I think that's actually a really good signing. You just saw a tight end being signed yesterday. Um, they might be looking at uh, bringing some other guys in this week. Um, I actually know of uh, one interview that's uh, coming up, not not a name that we, uh, we know well, but with an expanded practice squad, you might be looking, f- and the fact that you can put veterans on that practice squad, you might see a lot more depth on that practice squad as well. Um, so w- let's throw in some fan stories. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, being welcomed into a living room or welcoming somebody into a living room and not peeing on their couch. So um, 
if we have that, that would be awesome. Doesn't look like anything is coming in. Um, Portland do, does say, uh, don't forget my dogs. Yes. Uh, remember, I had Heinz and Palomalu were my dogs. Um, but uh, now I have Hermione and Luna. So we, we and Harvey, we, we had to go the, uh, the uh, Harry Potter, Potter route that time around. Asiatic Noble, a Pat fan had a frozen cold beer thrown at him and it almost hit their baby. Yeah, come on. That's, that's not, why, you gonna hit a baby? I, I know you didn't mean to hit the baby, but it almost hit the baby. Come on, don't do that. Um, Portna says that uh, Schefter has reported that the Ravens are moving on from Earl Thomas. Um, I'm gonna tell you this. I don't want Earl Thomas in Pittsburgh and people are going to disagree with me. I think Earl Thomas is a phenomenal player. I think he's really good. And here's the problem though. And the problem is, yep, there it is. Uh, my buddies just sent me uh breaking news. Um, they're moving on from pro bowl safety. Earl Thomas today sources say they will either release him for con conduct detrimental to the team, punching, Oh, he punched Chuck Clark. Or they're going to trade him. Dallas is a leading contender if he's released per sources. I mean, Dallas was in the mix with him just a couple years. I mean, two years ago before the Ravens signed him. The reason I don't want him is because the whole fight started because, and this is not the first fight that he's had in Baltimore. The fight started because he's a freelancer and he will not, he messed up on a play. Chuck Clark said something to him. And then it immediately started into a fight. I don't think he's the best locker room guy. Um, and I also don't think that uh, we've seen it. We've had a guy like Earl Thomas here. His name was Antonio Brown wanting to do his own thing. And remember, you need 11 players on a side, not one and uh, 10 other guys. So I would much rather not have... I'd much rather have him in the NFC and not in Baltimore, but not in Pittsburgh too. Um, you remember, you can add a guy like that, but it's not going to. Uh, it's not going to be. It could be addition. It could be subtraction by addition when you bring a guy like that into. Um, he had a lot. He had a weird off season too, uh, with orgies and uh, domestic um, disputes. So you know might be best to keep a guy like that out of there. Um, and I just don't see, I mean, they could easily sign him like they signed Joe Hayden when Joe Hayden left the, uh, the Browns, but the Ravens aren't trading them to Pittsburgh. They'll trade Chris Wormley to Pittsburgh. And thank you, because I think that's going to be a great, great uh, pickup, but they're not going to trade Earl Thomas to Pittsburgh. Um, so there you go. We don't have any, really any other uh, big fan stories here. So we're going to wrap things up. I got to thank all my BTSC family. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, it is absolutely a, uh, a pleasure. Yeah, 4TL. He, seriously, go back and check out like March or whatever. There's like, there's orgies and stuff. There's like, uh, and the wife wasn't happy when he found out. I think his brother was involved too. It was like crazy stuff. Um, yeah, just Google that. Um, I don't think that I'm a... 
I, I don't think that uh, I'm embellishing that. I, I believe that's, well, it depends. I mean, I'm not talking 20 people. It was probably about four or five, but that's still where I come from. That's, that's a lot. So, um, but anyways, and Jared Devil backs it up with, yes, with his brother was involved in that too. But yeah, it did not really go well um, when Mrs. Thomas found out about that whole thing, which uh, I'm sure Mrs. Bad would be upset if something like that happened, but uh, I'm good in that respect. So with that being said, hey, thank you so much for everybody that hung out with me today. You know, I can't do this show without the Cathy's and the Fortiels and the Brys and the Asiatic Nobles and the Chair Devils and the Azuras. And you're just the ones on my screen at this particular moment. So um, that's why I'm talking about you. But of course, Snowman was in and Dave Shipley was in. And, uh, you know, a lot of our good friends were in today. So I really appreciate all of you. Um, John Reynolds was in Portna, uh, of course. You know, it's great to have you along with me. Um, you mean a lot to me, and I don't want to do these shows without you guys. So thank you so much for being here. Um, check us out the rest of the week. Let's Ride comes back tomorrow morning with Jeff Hartman. There's going to be, excuse me, training camp recaps tonight. There are going to be, uh, there's go, this show is going to premiere on the, uh, the streaming platform tomorrow morning. And we're going to have, uh, we're going to have the same fun with all of us, Jeffrey Benedict, with Dave Schofield, with Rich Schofield, Big Bro Sco. Um, we're going to have Michael Beck in here. You're going to have, uh, of course, me and Jeff Hartman. Um, your entire, all six of us in the uh, BTSC uh, podcast platform family. And um, check us out and please download us too. And not only download us, if you're downloading us on Apple Please give us a five-star rating if you think we have earned that five-star rating, and I hope that we have. But for the entire BTSC family of podcast players, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. You could call me bad. You could call me 2 a.m. Just call me your Steeler friend, and we're all good. To quote my good friend, Big Marv, what's good, Steeler fans? We'll see you.